The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Couture, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Hey everybody, welcome to the winemakers. This is episode 9. And... Oh, there's our first gratuitous <laughs> wine pour. Sam's got it together already this morning. Uh, hey, everybody, welcome and thank you for listening. Um, wow, we've passed the equinox. The days are getting shorter. Um, I don't care about uh, playing what type time of year it is anymore. It's just how's it going in the field? What's what's happening out there? It's uh, it looks beautiful from a photographer's it, point of it, view. It looks pretty. It, it's all about. Um you know, trying to get a hold of things in the field right now. Um, you know, the development stuff is pretty much done, put to bed. Um, you know, we're past we're past fruit and set, and you know, berries are starting to look like green grapes. Um, Amazingly but, enough, but what it really is about is um, now is it's the race to get things even out there so now's that, when the that chaos comes from well, it's i don't know if you've looked into a vineyard lately but uh, <laughs> Syrah right now is a freaking jungle um you know zinfandel grenaches you know the, the head prune grenache is, is kind of looking like sideshow bob um you know if you can imagine just like crusty the clown crusty the clown hey, something I, like that and ex- uh, excuse me i you're you're listening to sam katuri from winery 1600 oh yeah. hey and of course brian casey from sante so also known as crusty the clown bart is uh, on assignment at yes, a, he is. A swim meet well that's a, that's a that's a good thing to do uh, hopefully uh, for, we get a personal best first oh wait no it's it's, it's dane. first of all <laughs> it is dane swimming uh and i love uh dane sellers and uh, you know i invite uh um to any of the radio shows so he's been on a lot of them actually so so it's pretty chaotic everywhere you go and phil must be working his ass off yeah so i mean you know now it's it's hedging it's shoot positioning it's you know we're into the fruit thinning positioning type you know things are starting to develop the size that they're going to be um so as you as you do that you're going through and really able to see you know where fruit is laying on top of a, a one bunch is on top of another bunch or, and you don't want you that you don't want that where there's you know a big wing you know a bunch that um you know has a sort of a mini bunch hanging off the, the top of it you're going to take that off yeah um you, know, so you guys are actually out there right like they're out there doing that right now they're like checking everything all, out all, all summer long so you know once you get through the craziness of spring um you know when there's a thousand jobs to do and and 500 people to do them or really 200 people to do them um now it's it's fine-tuning so now you just got guys going to every day they're pulling up to different vineyards walking the vineyard walking the vineyard block by block row by row Uh, creating chaos no creating creating order 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 from chaos (laughs) dappled in sunlight yeah well i still like that one you know hanging with integrity in dappled sunlight well, I've got to get the exact quote for the T-shirts. So, Ed, Ed, uh, I got a, a note from him this morning. He sent us uh, purple mic covers. All right, wind windscreens, basically. 
and so you know wine colored. What? So the way but to, so we can't. He, he had my stain old, them with our whiny when you do the spit take. <laughs> right. He had my old address at three ninety one Spain. So they went there. This uh, they were delivered this morning, and I'm not living there anymore. I haven't lived there in five years. Oh, you lived on so, Spain Street when you first got fourth in Spain. Yeah, fourth in Spain. In the Cuneo Cottage. We ran. That was uh, the first place we leased when we came to town. That's uh, a that's a old. Those that's are, very those cool. Are old properties over there. It, it, it is, yeah. and it, uh, God, I would have bought it immediately. But you know, I mean, Marianne Cuneo doesn't sell things easily, and it's well, a and, family property. That's and, it. Uh, the price tag on that. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, probably went up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, even five years ago it was crazy, but <laughs> now it's it's uh, the east side of Sonoma. Well, yeah, might as well be yeah you can't heights. you can't buy anywhere anymore. Although it has completely changed since we were looking five years ago. There was no inventory then. You bought what you could. Anything that people really liked, they were offering a hundred thousand more than asking, yeah. and paying cash for it. Now there's a tremendous number of uh, properties on the market, all in that seven to seven hundred thousand to a million dollars. Over a million dollars, everything's selling, everything. Under a million, it's it's stagnant market. It's huh. weird, you know. But hey, I'm not looking. I still can't afford any of them, so it doesn't matter. I, and I'm not looking <laughs> at mine as a uh, you know as an investment. They're going to have to carry me out of that place. That's it, you know. So <laughs> don't and we, and we don't, will don't volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> you can carry John. I'm going to the cellar. <laughs> That's I, I, I think he's got the right idea. Let's see so. if there's any more of that Silver Oak. Uh, there are a couple, a couple bottles of that. Man, you, you yeah, might, well, you might the, hit a good we'll one. You might not so. carry that out with him and <laughs> bury it with him. So, um, you said the Syrah is going crazy. How's everything else that uh, you're planting? How's how's my beloved Grenache doing? The Grenache is, is looking really good. Um, you know, my favorite vineyard to sort of gauge Grenache by is is Muchas Piedras. It's it's. Uh, Basically three miles up the hill from where we're sitting right now, uh, Moon Mountain District. Muchas Piedras is Spanish for many rocks. I was uh, just going to ask you yeah, when, to when, define uh, that, please. When, when we were out there <laughs> planting, um, digging holes, I have a video of it somewhere in deep in social media. Maybe I'll, I'll resurrect it when this podcast uh, goes live. Uh, Muchas Piedras, it, it, many rocks. So we're, we're out there digging holes and... It's picks, it's rock bars, it, it, you know, it's not digging holes in like the Midwest where you like dig a hole. Um, it's it's <laughs> no. chiseling it's a, it's away a You're chiseling a mountain. Yeah. To, to put a plant in and one of the guys looks up and goes, I muchas piedras. And it's like, there's many rocks. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yes, there is. And that, and uh, that's what I, so when we, when we, uh, I think we'll be bottling our first muchas piedras in July this month. Um, so it'll be the the Muchas Piedras homage. It's a, a Grenache field blend. Uh, there's a little bit Excellent. of Mavedra out there, and uh, to make it California, there's there's a, a little bit of Alicante Boucher out there. Right. So it's a little bit of uh, you know sort of the Italian old Italian version of you know mixed black Grenache. It's strange that known. that grape is the only one with red. Juice. There's what I, I is that? think there's a couple others. You know, it's the the yeah, magic I think there's of two. There's two really that people will use for winemaking. But yeah. I know the Alicante Boucher is, and for people out there that don't know what we're talking about. So when you, a lot of people, this is a strange concept. Right. The people, the that whole thing. grapes. That, grapes are that, all all white inside. Right. That yeah. that when you're drinking a red wine, it's not that we picked a grape that that was red and pressed it and red juice came out. It's that it, it the 
the juice was white, but that it's the contact with the skins that's giving it the color. So you can even you can make a white wine with red grapes, really, if you do a soft press on it. If I mean, you do kinda, a really soft. I mean, you're probably going to get a little bit of color. Yeah, a little bleed towards but, towards um, the pink, just because yeah. you know that inside layer under the skin in the flesh has a little bit of color. You know, just sitting in the sun, it kind of macerates into the into the right, juice. So right. you know, pick it really young. Really, you know, really sort of low break. I, I mean, well, yeah. Well, I don't know why you do about that champagne? anyway. But I, but, uh, champagne is a, a red wine, you know, uh, a Blanc de Noir. It's... Uh, yeah, Pinot. Yeah. It's Pinot Noir right. with, you know, that looks like white wine in color. Yeah. So um, so, so that's... A, so Alicante Boucher is one of those grapes. That it's actually red inside. I think... What are Concord grapes? What are the ones you get at the store in the produce market? The, oh, geez. Thompson Seedless. Thompson is Seedless. All, so all the ones we get. You know, those are kind of yeah, like flame, gray yeah. inside. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really think I'm as red. It's kind of like gray on the inside. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't, the, it's don't eat gray grapes. <laughs> don't take yeah. the brown acid. <laughs> don't take the brown acid and don't eat the gray grapes, <laughs> unless it's Pinot Gris. Okay, but that's a cool vineyard. The, the, Sam took me up there, and it's, yeah, you just got these piles of boulders and rocks, and because they were too lazy to get the rocks off the hill. They just uh, they just dug them up and they made a big pile. No, no, no. Brought them down we, to my place oh, yeah. and put them in the front yard. <laughs> Can't you sell those? Oh, they do. Absolutely. Sell them on it's, eBay? Uh, in, well, because there might be somebody out there in permit land listening. Um, oh. Very difficult to sell the rocks or even remove the rocks you take off a of property in Sonoma without... Uh, essentially, it, it's a mining permit, and you, can you imagine like dealing oh God, with no. you know, even though it's, you're taking rocks off a pr- piece of property out of a vineyard, it technically it's like a quarry. Weird. <laughs> and so to sell rocks, <laughs> in fact, you're not allowed to take rocks out of Napa County without a permit. You're kidding me. So if, if they'll occasionally like check trucks coming off of vineyards and see if there's rocks. Oh, in we've the back. got all these wow. boulders in the front yard. I have no idea where somebody they came from. They, you know, there was 15 years ago. Somebody put them there. Yeah. Uh, so landscaping, you know, yeah. it was landscaping rocks that were sourced and permitted and paid for. And that's why it's expensive. We could go up and get those rocks and put them in your front yard, and it's it's all good. But they're not um, going to fit in my car, though. They're not going to fit in your I'm car. I'm not going to lift them. And man. not uh, with my back. Uh-uh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> No, <laughs> I, was like, how, I thought you were gonna say it was it was like bad luck or something if you took the rocks, but it's, it's bad, actually, yeah, it's seven years like, of bad luck. No, it's it's just totally. It's like, like Hawaii. Hawaii's like that. Yeah, yeah, kapoo, yeah. Sand kapoo, kapoo, stay and, out. And you get yeah. I think trouble. that's a urban legend they made so people stopped stealing there, rocks. There's a ton of people though that send <laughs> sand back to Hawaii. Their post office has this huge pile of rocks and sand that comes back because people take it. And then something they happens, out. and and uh, they they realize, oh, it's because we took the sand and we took the art. so they send it back. This actually <laughs> sounds like happens. The, the TSA, uh, you know, where right, where, the, I, where I lost my pocket knife once, you know. So it's like, you can't take that on. Can I FedEx it? No, it's ours. That's it. You know, you Fine. can do TSA every once in a while sells all the corkscrews that they that they confiscate oh. at the gate, and you can you buy them by the pound. Right, buy the pound. <laughs> buy them by the pound, and you get Hysterical. you know giant box and of corkscrews. Twenty-two hundred corkscrews yeah, for ten dollars. Brian just got a new corkscrew this morning. Sam saw my picture online of of my corkscrew that I was using at at work and felt really bad for me. I didn't. I didn't feel bad. I thought that you know you needed a little more style. <laughs> What's that guy doing using that crappy ass corkscrew? So Somebody's he got me a really nice one, which now Lyul, which I, beautiful. And now the the problem is I don't even want to use it to open right. a bottle. <laughs> too of water. No, that, that's too the thing. Now this one I've had for maybe ten years, 
And no, you got to be careful. You got to, you know, I mean, on the show, if I give them to somebody on the radio show, you know, on their opening, I make sure I get it back. Right. You know, that's the one thing. But, it's not like uh, it's not like a big lighter, which you know, they just no. kind of circulate through the pockets of all your friends. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to put a chain on this one and chain it to my <laughs> belt loop. <laughs> oh, that's it, like, a, chain. like a biker <laughs> wallet. Right. I think that could be like a whole new some fashion statement. I'm going to start like, a new good. trend. Yeah, I, right I now. like it. What are we drinking this morning, gentlemen? So uh, this is beautiful. I'm and I'm I'm totally unaware of what you poured. I, I well, and I've actually confused them now. I, we, we're having a little bit of a riesling off. Uh-huh, um, there we go. I decided because I, I don't actually know much about this grape, especially when it comes to to German riesling. Oh, and it, um, nobody does. It's the names, the Spatzel and the right. and the Mosel, and and pe- people are like, "What the hell are they talking about? Why can't it just be a riesling from?" from Alsace or, or Germany, but these, this is really weird because you opened up a one from Napa, um, so you have Old World and New World, Yum. but to me, the Old World, they, they taste like, they're like the opposite. Right. The, the one from Napa's got this petrol nose on it, and the, and, the, and the one from, where is this from? Now, what do you call, uh, the Old World Hohen is, is what? Um, is that the Na- the Napa unit? No, no, that's no, no. this. This is from Germany. This is uh, it's okay. That's uh, uh, way strong for me. Uh, yes. Strong flavor. Or oh taste? yeah, taste and flavor. It's. I mean, it comes huh. out real bold. Yeah. The German. Yeah. Um, the the Napa, nice and light, almost rosé type. You know? Well, these are in- reasons that you're getting from Germany. These are intense because you're you're typically dealing with low alcohol. You're these are grown on these these hillsides that are literally farm by hand sometimes with people on ropes like they tie you off because you're hanging on the side of this mountain because they don't get a lot of they don't get a lot of sun so they're relying on um a little bit of uh, glare from the river and then as much um sun as they can get and so that you're not getting like full big clusters of grapes from these things you're getting a really tight um Grape and and they're make it it's tight wines. We we just put one on um, at the restaurant yesterday or the day before. We put a new riesling on seven point five percent alcohol. Seven point five percent alcohol. I've never seen one below eight. Um, I've never heard of a wine below twelve. It's so. amazing that it's um, stable, right? That yeah. Or can I you mean, imagine the cleanliness you have to have in that? In that, um, oh my! Well, it's, they're German. That's the only way it could possibly <laughs> happen. Is that they well, look at their beer laws. You know what they can put in, and I mean how strict they are there. Um, maybe that applies to their reasonings also. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get a good heat but on that, though. You'd have to drink two bottles of that. To, <laughs> it's like a wine cooler. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I I opened the uh, wine openers pod. I opened a, a nice one last night just to kind of relax, and it was just a nice Pinot and just, you know, sat back and had a nice, just, I listened to the wine, it was talking to me. You it said was, this was Sojourn, right? It was a Sojourn? Yeah. What was it? It was, it, it was, it was a Caps Ground. It was just, it was oh. just really saying. Number 35 wine in the world. Drink me, um, <laughs> smell me, taste me. Uh, understand what I'm trying to tell you, and it and it was uh, absolutely beautiful wine. I was really, um, you know, I mean, I like to taste all these great wines, and and we're in a position to do it. That's a nice thing, and I mean, I'd never have these reasonings ever. And uh, now right. I, I like the Napa one; it's actually really this good. This is a really nice one. It's a 2013 Stony Hill. That's and, cool. I, and I believe real good. Somebody me. who works at the tasting room 
I think I may have traded her for this or something. Yeah, it's really good. I I don't know where it came from, but I'm going to have to get some more. Yeah, there's the only one in there, and it's quite good. good, I'm telling you that. Uh, And it does. It has that rose kind of effect um, and taste. Again, the light alcohol you can, you know, you would have to drink. Well, what is this? Now, the German was 12. These have got to be around 12, 13. It also says 12. Okay. Um, So it's below. So it could be anywhere between 12 and 12.5. So, um, you know, basically the exact same. But the, the, the German one, being that it's 2015, I think that you're getting a lot of that youth out of it. It's sort of why it's a, a little more upfront. Um, you know, a little stronger uh, is, I think, you know, the words you're using, John. Um, it's also it uh, actually so it's a, a Lyle fast wine, and I have a wine buying problem. Some people have wine drinking problems. I have a wine buying problem. You buy too many. <laughs> I or? buy I buy too much wine, and, and you, there's these. <laughs> it's um, no such thing. Well, there's these wine. Yeah, no, I, there, is, not, there, there is. There is. I'm running out of space. I, don't, I mean, I don't have a huge amount of space. I'm out of space. I'd actually, be glad to store some. For uh, you. No, the winemaker's <laughs> pot is great because I just come and open bottles with you guys. Um, you, you know, you need excuses to. I'm like, I got to make more room. I got to buy more rosé. Um, so it, it's it's young vines. Um, so I, and oh, sorry, I've totally lost the, lost the train of thought. Can That's you edit okay. that out, Ed? Um, so I, I I buy these wines from a. a importer named Lyle Fass in, in New York and he sends out this this crazy email once a day um, with his daily offer and it's usually two wines from the same producer either a white or a red or you know two different levels of of the cuvee or something like that um, and then so you and you just respond to him and you say yeah I'll, I'll take two of those or send me a case or wh- whatever you say and then but you don't pick it up for like six eight months later because you know it's all these like pre-release Sales. So, what are you picking futures? It up? And so I, I pick it, it. I, Ironically, he he lives in New York. He imports wine from from France and Germany for the most part, and a little bit of a, Italian wine. He all ships it out of out of uh, Benicia or Vallejo. So, huh. um, you just head we, over to Vallejo. Just, and pick yeah, it I was up. like, oh, that's can easy. we just pick it up and not pay you shipping? Saying, yeah. to, he's stoked about, it and we're stoked on. So I, I go and pick it up, but. You know, it's six months later, so you don't really remember a what you bought or how much of it you bought, and you're like, "Holy crap! I have five cases of wine sitting there. I bought in three bottles." This is what we do. Really, I remember imagery when I was working at the tasting room. They, you'd sell futures, so like we'd be doing barrel samples for people, and and people get a good heat on, and and then um, and then you sell them some futures. And I swear, because my brother-in-law does this. They get a they get a notice like a year later like hey your wine is ready and they're like what what did we buy wine <laughs> well I get a daily thing the <laughs> we la- have your credit card so yes you <laughs> yes did. they do they do have your credit card um, and that's something you don't do you don't precharge and um, now I I just you know had to quit a bunch of clubs because I was getting you know just too many of those things but I get one daily called the last bottle oh last bottle mm-hmm. I get uh, a lot from Wally's in LA because I bought a couple things from him I think in Beverly Hills I yeah. love that place that's a good story I, I love going I love to look as like as dirty at hippie from Sonoma as possible and go into that fancy place in Beverly Hills and drop I some I don't know whether they're in Beverly Hills or not. I've just bought some. I think it was the Chen Blue that I first found there. Oh, yeah. Then I, I uh, get from sense. Benchmark. And right. there it's Benchmark like, is dangerous, too. Benchmark is beautiful. And they list, okay, it's it's Roan month. And, you know, we're going to have a sale on Roan. I looked up, you know, it's still 75 bucks for the Chen Blue. For the Eloise, which is yeah. Which is what I that, that, you pretty know what, much paid in France. And that's what I was paying 
buying it for the restaurant. So that's a good deal. It is. And I, th- I last time I looked, I had like eight bottles. I think it's because not a lot of people know 26. what it is. Is that so. one of those ones that actually just comes to restaurants at basically the close to retail, though? I don't know how that works out. It's it's through Southern or Young's, but then it's Wilson Daniels that actually distributes it. And they, um, the, you know, the, huh. the price I was paying, I think I was paying like $72 or something. So... So that yeah. makes so it it's 75 one, 180 on the list? Pretty much it was like 175 I mean, for a lot of those higher-end wines, it depends where you work and what your list is like. But a lot of times you'll do a you know a certain markup. But if it's a little higher-end wine, you, you don't mark it up as much. Okay. Um, especially if it was a really good wine where I wanted people to drink it, like the Cinquanon wines or something where I, I wanted people to buy them. Right. Um, do just a minimal markup just to just get them on the floor. Otherwise, I mean, who's going to spend... Two thousand um, dollars for no. for for a bottle of wine. Well, obviously you have it on the list, so people buy it. You know? Yeah, I mean it's it's there, and somebody is going to come in and do it. I, I've seen people come in and do you know bring their own five thousand dollar bottles and just throw big parties. But um, to get back to it though, you're getting something from New York. Now I get Melissa. Right. Uh, they send me because I I've purchased before. So there there's one in New York City. You yours is so I mean mine basically it's this. One dude okay. who used to work at a. a you want to pass me that parent? I'll open up the. Uh, the there we go. A, a big, uh, uh, you know, one of the top notch wine shops in New York. Okay. And then kind of split out on his own um, and set up this this importing gig where he he goes and spends a couple months a year in in France and Germany checking in on Smart, his producers nice. and and then brings in these direct wines. So it's not you know. It, as opposed to like benchmark or yeah. sometimes last bottle, but some of these where you'll see a wine that you know. For the most part, the stuff that I, that I get from from Fass is um, yeah things that you never heard of, places you don't know, small producers up and coming places. So it's it's a nice way, you know, keep the prices. Well, I want to make sure that everybody listing across the country has okay. access. Yeah, you know, fastselections.com. I mean, Go check it out. It's it, how do you spell it? F A S S F A S S. Okay, right. and then it's okay. Melissima in New York. Also, Wally's, Sam's, and Binnie's. Well, I guess it's Binnie's anymore in Chicago. Chicago. Um, and then Benchmark here benchmark. and Benchmark, which yeah. doesn't do the. They rare, used to do like a, I mean, if we're listing great places to buy wine from, do you? You gotta yeah. give a shout out to Rare Wine Company, also. Rare okay. Wine, Rare Wine Company, and, and Zaki's is another one, kind of higher end. But well, hey, if we're throwing it, I'm gonna say my local spot, Bottle Barn and Bottle Barn. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I, I gotta get up to Bottle Barn. And isn't it Grocery Outlet that you also? The, they don't need any. Um, they don't need any um, grocery outlet bargain market. <laughs> no, but Joan, yeah, Joan and I passed one. Wines. Passed one, and she said, "Isn't that uh, Brian's place that he goes to?" <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Brian, if you drink wine every day on a on a the salary that I'm working with, um, yeah, sometimes you got to stop and pick up a case of something that you can pick up for five six bucks a bottle. That's just a well decent that, wine to drink uh, after work and hang out. That's exactly uh, what you're supposed to do. Well, how did that, um, the French wine I brought, now this is... I just smelled it. It smells really interesting. Is it French funk? Let's grab grab a couple more glasses because I want to hold on to the Riesling stuff. Okay. You were talking about Sojourn. I I just want to put this out there um, because Craig is a very powerful person in the community. And a nice on guy. our on our last podcast, so when I was I was mentioning we were talking about Sojourn, I said, "Oh yeah, they don't have good wines." I was joking, in case anyone didn't <laughs> catch that. I love so I love Eric Bradley and all his 
texture and, and hey, um, the dude and all does the products. a great job. Yeah. And, and, and we pour, we have a ton of the products at the restaurant. So I, I was being tongue in cheek, and then I listen when I listen to it uh, on the podcast. I'm like, <laughs> man, Craig's gonna think that I'm dissing his his wine, but that's not it at all. Believe me. Well, and I talked to somebody who has listened to every single one of our podcasts. And who would that be? A, my mom, uh, Sandra oh, yeah. Bernstein. Oh, Sandra Bernstein, and, the local restaurant. And um, invited my other, my other uh, invited us to come down to the Rhone room and use that as oh. as our um, the the forthcoming uh, Rhone room because it's, it's not yes. we're not open at the Rhone room that's yet, yours. Are we? That's yeah. yours. Where are you working? I'm there? here. I'm I'm right here, buddy. You and you got Go. a fresh glass for me. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. Don't worry. Where am I getting? Uh, so the Rhone room that she's mind. she's building, uh, they've got Gateway the, to Sonoma. It's going to be a cool spot. The uh, last um, little glitch uh, with uh, inspections, uh, everything else there. It's just it's oh, ready. So it's, it's, not, it's not open yet. No, I gotta get, it's, I gotta get it's some a couple months away. Uh, but the point is, um, yeah, she said you were doing something for her too. Uh, yeah, we they did. They created a special wine, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. But I can't wait. There's going to well, be. Alice a, did the label, right? Mm-hmm. Is that, yeah, that's that's gonna cool. Be cool. Yeah. She said it represented the earth, the inner earth, then the, then the crust, then the sky, then I. That's how she, she described she did, it. So. Yeah, it's uh, um, the soil, the plant layer, the water layer. The sky layer and then the cosmos layer, and that's the the five aspects to wow. uh, making a wine. Yeah, and then and then I taste. So she did the painting. This was totally uh, totally just like one of these things. She did the painting, and you know she did some like miner's lettuce and some morel mushrooms and and interesting sort of things on there. And then I taste the wine, and it's two thousand nine Syrah, two thousand nine. Not a great year, uh, especially in you know sort of. Well, your '08 was phenomenal. But 2009 uh, Valley Floor was it was a wet year, a wet harvest. There was some rain. Um, you didn't get super ripe California flavors. So I, I opened this wine to do the tasting notes for the Fig Chronicles right. and, and you know the the various fig related uh, you know marketing machine and. Um, and all of a sudden, I start tasting these things that Alice painted without ever having tasted the wine. It had this sort of like minerality, irony kind of miner's right. lettuce thing, and the mushroom, the mushrooms, like I totally and see that, that that earth layer sort of yep. holding it all together. I was like, man, I've tried this wine. Yeah. yeah, I've tried this wine yeah. before, and I did my own label for it because <laughs> at the time I thought I was going to do the label. It's a true story. <laughs> And it and it was a really cool. It was it, it was old school. Was uh, we can still we can still make an old school wine, Brian. We just got to find another thing. We okay. can do it. I, I thought I had the coolest label, and then Sandra stepped in and and took over, and of course did something much better. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, which was typically the process, yeah. exactly how it went. <laughs> it's it, it is your creative department, and that's like you with red. And what's what's your uh, red, red, white, and rosé? My red, white, July and rose, final, final Sunday party. Yes. Uh, you you sent that to your creative department. Yes, you, my, you and and uh, me and Paul, Paul out on the front porch. Out on the front porch. Yeah. yeah. yeah then we <laughs> watching watching out. people go by, <laughs> looking at the sky, enjoying yourself. Yeah, so, <laughs> hey, what can I say? So, are you going to be around over the over the fourth? So, are you? I mean, my plan. Wait, you're the, not going to be here? Uh, I'm going to throw the party. Okay. And then, you know, Monday I'll clean up from the party. And right as things start going here in Sonoma on, on Tuesday, 4th of July morning, I'm going to boogie out of town and go to Tahoe for a couple of days. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, man. Tahoe gets a little crazy, though, too. Tahoe gets it? crazy, but, you know, we're, my folks have a, have a spot we can just go and kind of 
post up for a couple days. So you're not hanging at the casinos. I'm not going to go to the casinos. I'm okay. gonna, it's, we're about <laughs> three blocks from the lake. Nice. And I don't do casinos, be, man. That'll be at right. all. Right. I don't know about you. I don't have enough money to gamble it away. I love. I can drink it away, but I, I don't want to gamble it away. You know, man. sometimes buying wine is a gamble. Uh, yeah, if, if you don't know, it's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. <laughs> Hey, look. So it's this. Now, this has changed completely since you just poured it. In in five minutes, it opened up. And this, now, I brought this, Sam, because this family, uh, Perrin, mm-hmm. uh, they own a lot of wineries. I mean, most famously, Bocastel. Right. And now, this is, you know, the label on there is Nature. And it I, is. I don't made, think that's how they pronounce it, but I understand. <laughs> We're um, not going to pretend. I'm not. I'm not. Pr- <laughs> n- not doing a French accent this morning. Naturally. Naturally. <laughs> very good. And, but it does say made with or- organic grapes. Made with. Or- it actually has on the label, right? Yep, it sure does. It says made with organic grapes. Is it uh, sulfated? What does it say? The, no, it does not say. So this. I'm, do, I'm just well, looking to see what kind of grapes are in here because I have. It no doesn't say Co- Cote no. so it's it's a Grenache, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, Avedra blend. Um, no label, on, uh, really. Uh, I just bought it because it was. You know, Where did you get it? Um, Cinema Market, oh, mid okay. mid range price. I mean, right. I'm talking maybe. 14, contains contains sulfites. Contains okay. sulfites. Okay. So we need an ulo anyway next week from from the Podfather. Ulo. Yeah. Yeah. Because so we were saying ulio, uh, but it's said, ulo. We said it wrong. Well, yeah. Well, and I, I was looking it up too. This it's kind of like a thing. I think it's going to be a thing. Is it really a thing? Yeah, it's going to be a thing. It was like on Fox News. Oh well, if it's on Fox News, that's so right. God, it's, no, it's a no, thing. No. God no. Well, don't, What's her name? Megan. Cross Me- on that one. <laughs> She's not there anymore. She's man. Not th- I know. She got her own show. <laughs> yeah, I know. And uh, I think the first one's failed. Uh, no, but now, but now okay. that um, so I've been working the floor at the restaurant. I was training training with uh, Mark this last couple weeks, and and so now I hear people talking about sulfites. And I'm, when I mentioned, I think it's like three or four people that I've mentioned this thing. This ulo thing that will remove sulfites—they're totally intrigued. <laughs> so I think it's going to be a thing. I mean, if it wait, we're not getting it paid looks for just spurs like a converse, if it spurs a conversation yeah, about um, sulfite use, sulfite levels in wine, right? Um, I'm you know I'm okay with that. Uh, you know, I, I feel strongly that um, you know if, if you're using sulfites in your wine. You, kind of got to wait it out before you bottle it um and if you can do that and have a little patience and have room in your cellar and the cash flow and i mean all the economics of the wine business um you know we bottle our wine when it's at about 80 parts per million uh about 20 parts per million free sulfite and and that's it's how do you even that's measure low. that science it's spectrometer some, some, some sort they do something where they kind of like <laughs> Boil it off, or I don't. I'm not really sure. There's a machine. They send it off to the lab. I'm not. You know, (laughs) reverse osmosis. (laughs) I don't know. If if Bart was here, he could tell us. Yeah, yeah. That's who came up with reverse osmosis. Right. Uh, Sam, I think you're right. I think it's as long as the conversation is being had, and then as long as people have the information, so they know what sulfites are, where they're coming from, and why they're added, and and who's doing it, and why. Then then I think it's that's a good it's a good talk. Now. Having looked at uh, Ulo up, it doesn't look any different than one of the aerators. Right. You put, you can, you know, they, they, and I think they're all around $79 regardless of size. But here's the so thing. So one's here's for where the glass, one's for a decanter, right. one's for, you know, et cetera. 
Um, and then you can turn the aerator on or off. But then here's the thing, though, is that one filter filters a 750 mil. So basically four glasses. So you're using one filter, then you need to replace it with another filter. So that's where they're going to really make a killing uh, is selling the you razor board selling. Uh, so it's like, uh, what is that? Um, copy printer ink. There you, you know, go. Oh, yeah. sell you the machine uh-huh. for a dollar. Because you're going to be paying $35 for ink every time. So we'll see. Well, and I wonder, I mean, there's the filter aspect of it. But, you know, if it, I wonder how much, like, those aerating things. um, And and this is a a science question that maybe I should know as a wine guy, but I don't. I I wonder how much aerating a bottle of wine, decanting a bottle of wine, allows some of those, those free sulfite molecules to escape and you're lowering the sulfite level anyway. I mean, just I wonder by if aerating. That just happens. Right. So th- you can turn the aeration on and off. On it's got a little switch on it and it and it oh. says that it removes 80% of sulfite. So it's not a complete and thing. And is it, is it total or is it free? Do we know? They probably didn't specify. Total? What do you mean? The total sulfite level, which is, you know, how many sulfite molecules per million molecules are in there. Right. And then there's free sulfite, which is how much sulfite is available to continue protecting the wine. Oh, you know, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't notice this guy went to Northwestern and came up with this idea. Cause I'm, had, and I'm yeah. sure that they know and yeah. they might not specify or that it might. Right. There's a, there's, there's a chart and a graph and like a little pie graph there on the, on the, and it's on, on their Fox, site. Fox and, news. And and it's on Fox you always news, need so. a chart and a graph. Right. It's got a chart it. and a graph. I remember <laughs> it went up to 80. It was like removes 80% of the sulfites. And it's got a little graph that goes to 80. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll get one. Um, no problem. And we'll play with it. Now, I'm not sensitive at all to them. Right. I mean, I've never... Yeah, we need to get some people in here that are totally sensitive well, to sulfites. Well, no, We're going to sit them down do on those know chairs over there. What the difference is um, between a, I mean, a hangover and a sulfite hangover. Ed, Ed seems to be able to define the difference for himself. Now, right. I know when I've had too much wine the night before. And my theory is no wine after nine. I mean, I People just, with sulfite, thing, I think it's not a, it's not a hangover thing. At, at least that's... For right. true people it that are, it's it's like a, it's it's like a, almost like an allergy, where you, you're taking a sip and then you're like, you know, it's like five minutes later that you're getting this headache and you don't know why. Um, and people that drink sulfite free or and or natural wines, who only drink those, I've been told, you sort of you get used to not having them, and then when you do have a wine with sulfites, that it really kind of hits you hard. Right. So, you know, it's anything else. You build up a tolerance. We've probably built up tolerances. Um, oh, I've built up sulfites. a tolerance. Right, all right. right. <laughs> the wine opener's pod. Right. Uh, yeah, we need some We need some fresh um, people in here that well, have total sulfite allergies and sit them down, and we'll, we'll um, and do we some, need test subjects. Do some te- Attention, right. we need... Here, drink this. We need right. volunteers. <laughs> drink <laughs> volunteers. Yeah. No, and I also think we should... Um, Take it to the lab. You know, we'll send send Bart some samples. You know, exact we can even same go wine. there. You know what? Julia's cool at Lasseter. If we went yeah, in and said, hey, we do a, a lab day, a right. lab a lab pod. Put on yeah. white coats. We do some, some safety goggles. Let's see if they got any first. extra large white coats for us. <laughs> <laughs> my dad has a my dad has a, a tie dyed lab coat um, that uh, was made by uh, Ken Kesey's son. And was given to him at the last A7 conference as his uh, sort of uh, winemaker emeritus wow. uh, of A7 gift. Good Speaking story. of, yeah. I, I finally made it through uh, what a long, strange trip it's been. Oh, you made it all, all, all the way, all all the way all through. That was it, yeah. And I was amazed at how late in their career 
uh, keys he appeared. Um, you know, I know it was, right. you know, they were, Jerry Garcia was a hell of a, a, a banjo player. And, you know, just, I mean, picking five strings mm-hmm. and, and uh, that whole thing was really kind of cool on its own. And then the acid test happens right. and then they become a different band. And then uh, the interesting thing I've been reading about now is, you know, since Pigpen has passed away now, I don't know how many years, but uh, well, his last show right was the, it, they were talking June about 72 this. it probably and, died in 73 and they were having trouble relating their new style of music and the direction they were going to what Pigpen really wanted to do was you know I'm a hog for you right. blues Hard you know yeah blue and uh, you know that's why they brought on Brent Midland well b- before Brent it was the the Godchas the Donna Don and Keith, Keith. Yeah. yeah and you know that whole like early seventies transition with the dead to um, that you know the harmonizing a little more of that folksy yeah. kind of basis. Well, it sounds a little uh, more like Crosby, Stills and Nash at that point. Who I think right, when that, you think about you know yeah the Laurel Canyon about, years and right that's exactly it. So anyway, a great show. Uh, it's on um, Amazon, Amazon Prime, Prime and you can download it. It's so and interesting it's, it's really nice the way they because you know I know people who went and saw like four hours straight at the movie oh, theater. Yeah. And they broke it up into sort of like five or six, seven, seven Actually, nice, yeah. seven nice little chunks, and um, so you can sit down and you know. And I use the phone, and I'm just you know I'm you watch, I'm controlling the, the TV through the phone. Yeah, it's, great. it's very cool, you know. It's, I'm into that. So <laughs> drinking a glass of wine. I was gonna say that's he's having his gaps <laughs> crown pino, smoking that's a right. and watching right. <laughs> watching Long Strange Trip. Cali, so, baby. Um, <laughs> Idea or thoughts on this French wine? I mean, it's 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 a I mid like it. it's, mid price wine. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's okay. The yeah. fruits really uh, bright. I mean, if, you know, people like uh, a little more uh, fruit in their wine. It's got a nice little grip to it. Um, yeah, they just. I mean, they do quality products. They have money, so they can afford to. Uh, Sam, um, honest thoughts. Okay, so, solid Cote d'Iron. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's not world beater, um, but. I'm sure for the price point, yeah, uh, it'd be hard to match. Totally, uh, you know, domestic wine wise. So it's a Perrin, P E R R I N, family Perrin, and 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 you can get it anywhere, basically. Basically, so. and or you can find other things from this family, and really the range from, you know, this seven fifteen dollars yeah. to, you know, the the Jacques Perrin homage is, uh, you know, two hundred fifty dollar bottle of of Chateauneuf Pop. So speaking yeah. of. Um, the Rhone area. Uh, Jeff Cohen is down there, and that's why he is not here on the podcast today. He said while we were doing this, he would be in a late night bar having a glass of wine, thinking about being he, on the he podcast. He's not thinking about being on the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to call bullshit on that one right now. <laughs> Jeff, I, when you listen to this, yeah, uh, Jeff. thanks for you know trying to make us feel good, but freaking enjoy yourself. Is he, yeah. is he on vacation or is he doing research or is he hanging out with like Francois Villard or what's I, he? I, I, I think he's both. staying with uh, his, Kelly, isn't he next door? I think. I, in the same place you yeah. stayed probably. Yeah. He's, uh, but his his wife and daughter who just graduated yeah. from high school That's right. are with him. So it's, look, it's okay. the wine business. It's it's right. pleasure, it's business, it's research. That's it's what you're supposed to do. It's all this, you know. He's a, he, he's uh, hooked. He can't like actually leave it all behind, you right. know. 
Well, I'm I thought sure he might leave the, to... leave the daughter and sure wife was... behind. Right. Well, it, <laughs> no, then it's no fun. Yeah. You got to yeah. be with somebody. Got to have balance. Yeah, that, absolutely. So, all right. Hey, uh, thanks everybody for listening to the Winemakers episode nine, and we uh, went through some riesling this morning. Some beautiful stuff. I got to you know, got to go with the new world on that uh, versus the old world, and uh, we did uh, open the parent, which is. All natural, uh, as we can say now, uh, does have some sulfites. And, of course, we did talk about the ULO. So we'll, we'll continue to uh, bring that back until we actually get one and test it through the lab. And some test so, subjects. Yeah, test if anyone right. out there uh, has an allergy to sulfites and you don't call. really drink wine at all, um, we'd love to have you over here on a Saturday for about four hours. All right. <laughs> so, hey, thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks. <laughs> The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you.